It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, busy week already, and we're only about half, we're not even really halfway through it. Um, We had boys basketball districts open on Monday, girls regionals last night, and we'll continue the districts today. Regional finals are Thursday, district finals are Friday, and really some good basketball and some not so good basketball and we've kind of seen a mix of everything i saw two interesting girls basketball games last night that were so completely different that i now have no idea what to expect (laughs) when i see the two winners play each other yeah yeah you had an interesting night i had four games the last two days some good some not so good but we'll get into that i one of them was really fun because the marysville marine city game i knew if both teams played up to their potential would be a high-flying game, and they both played up to their potential. All right, so uh, we're uh, going to take a, a quick break here, and then we'll get started with Monday's district openers in boys basketball. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. 
Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Lean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Lean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Lean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Let's get right to it. Boys basketball districts open on Monday. I was at Lance Cruz North. There was just one game Monday night. Uh, call it the play-in game or whatever you want to call it, the pre I, I was calling or, it the quarterfinals. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, the whole school, Lance Cruz North against Port Huron High. The winner of this game would play Port Huron uh, Northern in the uh, next uh, game. Um, and the, the Big Reds are the underdog in this game, um, Brady. But you know what? For the most part... They didn't play horrible, and they didn't look intimidated. And they what they have, they gave, and they left it out on the floor. I thought it was a pretty good effort. Just Lance Cruz North, they've got four or five kids. Like Their starters are legit. And then the kids that come off the bench, they don't play a lot, but they just do their jobs. They know they're not out there to score 20 points. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're giving their guy a rest. Don't screw up. Don't turn over the ball. And if you get a shot, do your best to make it kind of a, a thing. But they're, but they're uh, they got a kid named Juan Caldwell. Didn't score in the first quarter, and they scored twenty points in the first quarter. They're up twenty to ten after one, and he scored twenty five points in the last three quarters of the game. Um, Ph Connor Rosenoff, by the way, didn't play the first quarter and scored nineteen points in the last three quarters so he actually had 
a heck of a game. They got another kid, Drew Cosell. They don't really run plays for him, but he scored 18 points because he gets out on the fast break. He flies to the basket and flies through the air and catches rebounds and puts them back in. Um, very energetic guy, lanky, not real thick. He doesn't look strong, but yet he gets to basketballs quickly. He's got good feet. He's got mm-hmm. good hands. Like, that's usually a hockey term right. or a baseball term for an infielder. He's got good hands. Um, then they've got a couple of other kids. Um, Lorenzo Alfred, just very athletic, scored 11 points. Adam Cook, a good shooter, scored uh, nine. And Caleb Thomas didn't score. Took some shots, not a lot, but every trip down the floor, the ball goes through Caleb Thomas before it goes to anybody else. Mm -hmm. He brings it up. He sets up the offense. Then he makes the initial pass, and then they go to work and run their play. And he usually touches the ball in the half court. He touches the ball three or four times before somebody scores. Like So he's that guy. And I get the feeling, too, on a lot of nights, he probably scores 10 or 12 points. He just he didn't knock down. He, he took six or seven shots and just didn't make any um, in in this game. But PH was down ten after the first quarter. At halftime, they were down by fourteen. At early third quarter, they were getting close. They had it down to single digits, and then all of a sudden, Lance Cruz North just went off. They're up by like twenty two points, and it was kind of done at that uh, point but yeah i just you know um a lot of guys played for ph they, they pretty much they played everybody they had 10 different guys score everybody who got into the game had a lot of energy like i i like the way they played they were just outmatched and they ended up losing by 16 but i didn't walk out of the gym going wow they got blown out tonight it was like because wow. you knew going into that game it was a possibility yeah it was like wow you know the this was a, a better performance um, than I was expecting because, like, I had heard that well, – I hadn't seen him play, but I had heard Lance Cruz North is really good and, like – Played in the Macrad all year. Yeah, and, and like, the, they were going to score 85 points and hold PH to 30, and that just wasn't what was going on. Um, Rosenau with 19, uh, Deontay Foy with uh, 10 points. In the basketball game for PH, uh, Nate Oriole had uh, six points. It just it was very spread around. A lot of guys with five points, four points, um, and like I say, everybody who played got in and uh, and scored uh, for them. Um, I I like Dwinell Benjamin. I'd like to see him play some more. I'm going to like to see him play next year. PH is bringing a decent amount of kids back, aren't they? He's a big dude. And, and it looks like he's got some skills around the basket. You know, maybe a little rough uh, defensively or whatever. But, like, I, I like him. Um, and, and yeah, they're, they're a young basketball uh, team. Um, I, I think there's some upside to the future of this. I just think, again, you, you're outmatched. You just played a, a better team that's got four or five kids that are just you know, really good athletes. Right. Really good basketball players, too, not just athletes, but guys that can play basketball. So PH falls 72-56, to 56, uh, despite getting 19 from Rosenau, 10 from uh, Foy. Uh, wasn't enough, and the, the Crusaders are going to play Northern tonight, and we'll talk about that a little later on. Yes, we will. That was the only game you had. 
as your district only had five teams. Mine had six, which called for two quarterfinal games. Started off with Armada and Algonac, and oh boy, were they slow out the gates. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it was a Monday game, if it was nerves, what have you. But it was like pulling teeth for either side to score. It was a 9-3 first quarter Armada on top, and Armada was just keeping them at arm's length, like not just doing enough. Armada wasn't playing as well as I've seen them play by any stretch of the imagination, but they were doing enough. And Armada was actually in a little bit of trouble in the second quarter. Algonac got it to 16-11, and then I believe it was Justin Chapman hit a little baby hook off the glass and in to bring it to seven with like 10 seconds left. And I don't know what the Algonac inbounder was doing, but he threw a baseball pass to half court that went right into the hands of Justin Chapman. And he kicked it over to the uh, Riley Andrews, who was... Wide open on the wing, three, bang. Instead of it being 16-11 at the half, it's 21-11, and you're like, the way Algonac's been scoring, they're going to struggle to come back, and they did. Armada, again, just did enough. I think Algonac got it to within seven in the second half, but Armada eventually won 44-30. They didn't have anyone score more than seven points. Uh, the two leading scorers were actually from Algonac, Roger Boone, who had 12, and Nick Evanoff with 11. But Armada, their leading scorer was Justin Chapman with 7. You had Dougie Nooncaster with 6. You had Cole Mahaffey with 6. You had Camden Coon with 6. Wyatt Wa- 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 Waskins, jeez, my God. When you're, I'm, I, I did the same thing because when you're used to saying Wyatt Walker all year yeah. and then they throw a Wyatt Waskin at you. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Let's try that again. Justin Chapman had seven. Dougie Newcaster had six. Cole Mahaffey had six. Wyatt Waskins had five. Camden Coon had six. Cody Rollins had four. Nathan Chapman had four. Preston Hill had three. And Riley Andrews had three. All in all, nine different Tigers scored, and there was no Andrew Snezak in that game. He didn't play at all. Which, again, you said they could have played him if they needed him. It, it looked like that, yeah. I'm, I fully expect him to play against St. Clair tonight. Yeah. Let's, put, let's put it that way. I would, be, I would be very surprised if there was no Andrew Snezak appearance. And Dougie Newcaster started to play some more minutes. think they might let him off the leash tonight as well, just – because he looked good. He was flying around. Tried to put someone on a poster, but got fouled too hard. <laughs> uh, but Armada did enough to win. And sometimes playing a team for a third time on a Monday, hey, you don't have to win fancy. They won by 14, but yeah, it's honestly a, probably played like a C game. It, it, it's a comfortable win. They knew what they were facing. And, you know, some people say that's a dangerous way to – to maybe like you're looking past somebody to get ready for St. Clair, but they knew what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, Algonac's defense wasn't the issue. I mean, you held them to 44. You're kind of keeping them in that range, but you can only score 30. That's the problem. And they only had 18 going into the fourth quarter. And that's been Algonac's problem all year is that they have struggled to score the basketball. Outside of Boone and Evanoff, they scored just seven points and hit two shots from the field. If, besides Roger Boone, Algonac only made five shots from the field. 
And, you know, they've got a couple of big kids. Like, Evanoff is a big, lanky kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's somebody else there that's a big, lanky kid. But Daughtery? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and they just, you know, they they struggle with, with their offense. And they're losing a lot of seniors. They end the year at 2-17. and 17. Armada moves on to play St. Clair. Now, that was kind of the appetizer for this main event. Because Marysville and Marine City were two teams that all year long we weren't quite sure what they were. We weren't quite sure what a matchup with them would be like. And we said they were both could be Jekyll and Hyde. If one, if, especially if Marine City was up and Marysville was down, it could have gotten ugly. It didn't. It was back and forth. High flying. It was 12-9 to nine out of the first quarter. Like, all right, we're getting some scoring going. Cutscene, halftime, 30 to 27, an 18 to 18 second quarter. Up and down, and Wyatt Walker was getting his at times, but it was Scott Crutchmeyer that was really putting the ball in the hoop for the Mariners. Cole Bowman had a hot second quarter, I believe. He had 12 points all in the second, or at least at halftime. But in the second half, Marine City got it up to a 12-point lead at the end of the third. They scored 39 points in the middle two quarters. That's that's what Marine City can do when their offense is humming. Yeah. Marysville, I mean, they scored 12, but they obviously give up 21. That puts you at a big deficit. They were clawing, scratching, climbing back into the game. I believe they got it within a possession, but the story for Marysville was when they weren't getting stops, they were hitting the shots. When they were getting stops, they weren't hitting the shots. They had two or three possessions where they could have made it really interesting and made Marine City sweat down the stretch. They missed some free throws. They held Marine City to, I think, like six points through the better part of the fourth quarter until the end. But ultimately, a couple threes from Scott Crutchmeyer. Nolan Distelrath added 11 points. And Marine City gets the win 62-57 behind 22 points from Scott Crutchmeyer. He hit three threes in the win. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, when I see Marine City play, he always plays well. He always scores. You must have had your Stucky wig on, and he thought I was there. <laughs> uh, and, and and he scores uh, 22. Like, I have not seen Scott Crutchmeyer play a bad basketball game this season. Um, he, he, he's a guy that like, you know, uh, I'm a fan. Um, he, he's, and, and again, my sampling size is, is like five games. I think I saw five Marine city boys games this year. Uh, and I, I would call him my poor man's Trent rice, <laughs> like quick gets to the basket, but then he can also stand outside the, the arc. And if you leave him open, he's going to knock it down. You know who I'd liken him to with his role and how he serves? Because Wyatt Walker is probably going to get his. He will get anywhere from 10 to 20 points on a given night. He reminds me of that Kara Miller role for Marysville, where Caitlin Kane's going to score her. She's going to get in the teens. But if she hits a few threes and she gets in double digits, Marysville's usually cooking. If she's struggling, that's when Marysville has a tough time scoring. Same with Marine City and Crutchmeyer. He got it going. They got up to 62 points, and he exploded for 22. That, that might be a season high for him. And 
Marysville gave it all they had, and I want to give a shout-out to Makai Ratford. This kid's a freshman, Dennis. He started the year on the freshman team because of some um, injuries and other things that Marysville, I believe, during the Mac crossover portion of their schedule after the conference season, he was called up, played a bit. Played against Northern, came off the bench, and was a very nice ball handler. Kid gets the start in a district game. Think about this. You start the year on the freshman team. You get moved up to JV after a couple of games, and then with a few games left in your regular season, you're on the varsity. You've played maybe four or five varsity games, and you're starting in a district game. Dennis, he looked like the most seasoned veteran for Marysville handling the ball. Now, he made one or two freshman mistakes, but comes with the territory. Yeah. What he, his positive he had seniors way, that do that. Yeah, that way outweighed the negative. He had one pass late in the game that kind of really was a backbreaker for Marysville. But I would argue if it wasn't for how he played the other part of the game, that pass wouldn't have mattered. He was calm, cool, collected, handled the ball in Marine City, pressures you, and they play, I don't want to say bully ball, but they try to get physical and, and get you rattled. And he was pretty calm. He hit three threes in the game, was playing good defense. Now, he's going to have to grow a little bit. He's a freshman. He's got time to do it. But going into next season, if he puts in the time in the offseason and commits to basketball, Dennis, he might be one of those guys that started next year we say, this is the dude for Marysville, or this is one of the dudes for Marysville. He has impressed me in two games against Port here on Northern and Marine City. Not exactly slouches of competition. Yeah, you know, yeah, your play, playoff game against you know one of your biggest rivals. Yes, in a packed St. Clair gym where that is a hard environment to play in. I don't care if you're a four-year senior. It's a tough place to play in. And he does it as a freshman. I don't know if he didn't realize he was supposed to be nervous. He was like, I'm just playing basketball. But he did a really good job. And he's a guy I'm excited to see come next year and see how he progresses. Because you know, sometimes it just takes a summer for a kid to hit a growth spurt or something to happen. And they turn from a nice player to a really good player. Marysville improved as the season went. Yes, they did. Like, uh, at the beginning of the year, we sat there going, oh, man, this is going to be a long, long year. Right. But actually, they really improved. I, they've got a lot to be a pro uh, proud of, uh, of the way it was. If you look back at scores of their games from the first half of the season to what they were doing the second. I think the they got running timed like three of their first yeah, four it, games. It, it's like it, it's night and day. And even their offense, like we, we joked about, oh, you know, the they had a 70-point game. Yeah. They scored 57 in this one. Like They improved in all areas of the game. Yes, they did, and they bring back a lot. Um, besides Radford, who just came out of nowhere, Colin Sherrard's a player that's coming back I really like. Uh, Zach Winston was hurt most of the second half of the year, but when he played, he was a starter for them, and he'll be back. Cole Horan's a freshman. He took some bumps. At times, you could tell he was a freshman, but he didn't look out of place there. He's another guy that's going to get better as the year goes on. Tyler Simpson inside had a few big 20-point performances, but their season comes to an end. Marine City moves on, and we'll talk about them with Richmond in the third segment because this was the first game of the year for uh, Marine City. Yeah, and I saw this one, and, and it wasn't pretty. But it was like 
seven days after they played in the state championship football game. They basically got their uniforms on the way to the to the game. It's a lot different of a story the second time around. It's not – I don't think – Because actually you've got two rematches, right? Yes, from the first game of the year. Yeah. Because Armada and St. Clair played in game one, and actually Armada won that. We'll talk – again, I don't want to – uh, put the cart before the horse, yeah. but that's coming up in the third segment. All right, uh, other games uh, up uh, or, or yeah, over at Emily City. Uh, Yale beats Otisville Lakeville fifty nine to nineteen, and Elmont beat North Branch forty three to twenty eight. I I hate to say that these were the preliminaries, but these were kind of the preliminaries, and and the real action in that district starts tonight. But of course. Sticking out like a sore thumb is cross lax, and we'll right. get to that. Well, Callie was out at this one, bless her, because I <laughs> go to Yale, Otisville, Lakeville. But Yale took care of business, good for them. You get a dominating win. Hopefully you keep a little good juju and scoring for, for tonight. Um, Almont played North Branch, and Callie was telling me last night that North Branch actually for a half was playing pretty well. And then Almont kind of turned up the bur- afterburners yeah. and – and took care of it. Almont MLA City, I don't think, is a slam dunk because they had a couple intense games, and those are two schools that really don't like each other. No, those are – they're kind of a natural rival. They're just down the road from each other. Uh, in in the BWAC, kind of everybody else is a drive for those two teams. Mm-hmm. But for when they play each other, it's uh, MLA Ten City, minutes. you're just going down the road. Almont, you're just coming up the road. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, they don't like each other. In fact – I know a family that they have technically they have an Emily City address, hmm. but their kids go to Elmont. Hmm. <laughs> so it's that kind of a thing, yeah. Um, where the, the, yeah, it is a big rivalry, and, and Emily City is the ultimate of I never know what I'm going to get. Yes, because they can be really good, really good. You've seen them stomp some good team. Like I think they beat up Armada one time this year. Where yeah. It's like wow. And and then you just kind of scratch your head on other nights and go, where did this kid go? Where was the? Did this guy not play? Oh no, he played. Yeah. Um. And they have they're playing in their home gym. That should be a fun one. Yale's gonna have to pull out all the stops for Croslex again. We're gonna talk about. It. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to get into that now. So let's talk about the thumb scores. Uh, in in the uh, thumb, Millington beat Sandusky in overtime, forty three forty two. I don't know how that finished, but it must have finished fun. Um, and there's another Millington team thrown uh, into the mix. And then Marlette uh, did what they were supposed to do. They took care of K Pack, fifty seven to uh, forty one, uh, and so uh, that sets up tonight's games, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and just a couple of other scores. Harbor Beach uh, beat uh, USA 56-19. to uh, And uh, Decker, and Deckerville uh, won. Uh, they beat uh, Carsonville-Port-Sanlac 47-25. to And we kind of talked uh, on Monday about Deckerville's run through this. CPS, so they seem to have an now easier... they're going to get North Huron and then waiting in, in the wings. is I think it's Ubley, yeah. yeah. And that we were yeah, ugly gets Caseville. Yeah. Um, Deckerville's first game we thought might be a battle. They took care of a rival. Now you get now you get the war. Yeah, now now you now you get a real rival cuz Deckerville North if you're not familiar, Deckerville North Huron, Peck North Huron, big rivalries up in the uh, the thumb. 
uh, and and North Huron has really had a run of really good um, teams in all sports um, lately. So that'll be a big one. So that was the boys on Monday. Last night, the regional started for the girls, and uh, we'll uh, get into uh, that as well as Brady saw two more games, uh, and I saw a couple of games. I only broadcasted the one, but I saw a couple of games, and I want to talk about them both because it's going to be a really interesting final at Reese for the girls on Thursday night. We'll get to all of that next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. 
Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And, uh, Brady, you were at Ortonville, Brandon, last night to get the girls' regionals uh, going. We didn't have uh, anybody uh, advance in Division One, both uh, PH and Northern uh, lost in the uh, the districts along with Anchor Bay, uh, but Marysville advanced, Imlay City advanced, and they ended up at the same place. And all season long, we wanted a Marysville Imlay City matchup because we we needed to know, we wanted to know. We're not going to get it because they had to play different teams to get that to happen. And one of the teams that's there is really good. Yeah, um, we'll start with Marysville. They played a sloppy, low-scoring game where neither team could score a lot. Marysville was up 21-12 to at the half against Cranbrook, and it felt like Cranbrook couldn't buy a basket. They have a big girl. She's about six foot three, I'd say. I'm guesstimating they didn't have heights listed. Yasmin Palmer. And she looks like one of the more athletic big girls I've seen. Like, she can dribble. She's she's smooth. It's not one. You know, sometimes you get the big, tall players, and they go, okay, dribble. Now pivot. Now look at the basket. Now shoot. And they go very methodically. No, she was smooth. She couldn't hit a shot to save her life. I don't know if she struggles <laughs> with touch around the rim or she had some sort of curse on her. But the first really three quarters of the game. She was getting feeds in the post. And Marysville did a pretty decent job at preventing it, but she'd catch it, turn, baby hook, up and under, hit off the backboard, hit off the side of the rim, fall out. Every time it's just like, geez, just let her shoot at that point. She wasn't hitting anything. Marysville got the score uh, in the third quarter up to 28-14. And I'm like, all right, put it in cruise control. Take it home. Like, you're up 14. Marysville doesn't blow 14-point leads. 
Well, Cranbrook ended the half on a 5-0 run that was punctuated by Yasmin Palmer's first bucket. She got a rebound and just kind of fading away, put it back, and she hit it. Something clicked in her brain that allowed her to start making shots. Because to that point, it was Annabelle Brown hitting a couple threes in the first half and then making a couple deep twos in the second to really get them to keep Cranbrook even in the game. She was the only one scoring. So it's 28-19, and Cranbrook said, all right, we're coming after Marysville. Started playing uh, tight man-to-man, got out of their zone, and Marysville. Couldn't find a shot. Couldn't buy a shot. Cranbrook getting steals, hitting shots again. Palmer started hitting post moves. Started getting the ball. Put a little shimmy on a girl. Hook shot in. Put back in. Next thing you know, it's 30-27. to 27. And I will say, the entire game, they were letting both teams kind of play. Now, I would have liked more, but I will say for a while they were Hey, they let it go. I don't think either team ever got in the bonus in the game. Um, but there were a few times where girls were just get, on both sides just getting knocked to the floor. There was a jump ball. I think Maddie Smith jumped on it. And the other girl, unintentionally, she was trying to go for the ball, jumped after it, but basically belly flopped right on Maddie Smith. Like, that's not intentional, but that's a foul, whether you're trying to do it or not. Stuff like that wasn't getting called. Uh, one time, I think Caitlin Kane basically just got lineman blocked over half court and got called for an over and back. So the officiating was consistent for a while. Um, and then they let a lot more go. And to Cranbrook's credit, they said, all right, they're going to let us play. We're going to get up and play. Like like it, for the old school folks, I know that hate the hand checking defensively. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were have they would have hated it. Because every time any someone had the ball, their offhand was on the hip trying to guide the ball handler wherever. And so it's 30-27, to 27, and Marysville has the ball. And we have established over the past year, Ryan Rathje is probably the most calm coach we have around. Like, won't say much. If he does, he'll do so very calmly. He doesn't get animated. Dennis Cranbrook brought the ball up and in the one corner of uh, Brandon, you know where my uh, setup is. Yep. We were there last year. So we're in like the one corner across from the benches on the one end. Cranbrook's working towards me. Go to throw a pass to the right side. Dennis, the girl was just miscommunication or threw a bad pass, just threw it out of bounds. Seemed like the simplest thing. And for whatever reason, the one official goes, nope. Tipped ball. Cranbrook keeps it. (laughs) Dennis, unless I missed something right in front of me, the girl just threw it out of bounds. And it was the most animated I had seen Ryan Ratchey, and for good reason. I think I said on the broadcast, if if he starts to come, I didn't want to say unglued because, well, his version of unglued, then you know you messed up. Um, It ended up not hurting Marysville. Uh, they, they hit a few free throws down the stretch, win it 30-28, to 35-28, uh, move on to a regional final. Caitlin Kane had 17. Cranbrook just couldn't hit some shots down, down the stretch. Marysville made the free throws, but it was a sloppy game that Marysville just survived, I guess. It was not their best game. 
probably the worst one they played in the postseason, perhaps, at least offensively. But they did enough to win. And talking to Rathji before the game, we're not sure the last time Marysville won a regional game because every time they got there, they would play a country day. Or when Notre Dame Prep had a run of really good talent, they lose the first regional game. So I was trying to figure out, I don't think it's been in the past 10 years or so. So congratulations to Marysville. They move on. They were slated to play the winner of Lake Fenton and Emily City. And Dennis, M, uh, we've talked about Lake Fenton. You saw them in person one time. It was against a shorthanded St. Clair team, so you weren't sure how much stock to put into it. Yeah, we should have put a lot of stock in it. Well, because they were shorthanded too. Yes. Um, in fact, their best player wasn't there. Lake Fenton and Emily City were going <laughs> Back and forth in the first quarter, it was 12-6. Then bang, bang, threes from Mary Langeman and Lily Langeman made it 12-12 at the end of the first. And you're like, okay. MLA City got down early, but they hit a couple shots. Now they're back in it. They're excited. And then Lake Fenton turned on the Jets. It was a 14-0 run to start the second quarter. MLA City looked befuddled on offense. Lake Fenton is just fast. They know where each other's going to be. They don't give you any room to shoot. Uh, The few open shots MLA City did get, they missed. And Lake Fenton can run. It seemed like they were getting to the rim at will. Between Colasisk, Kerrigan Houchel, Savannah Fellenbaum, and Ella Prevost, it's like they're like, okay, I want to get to the, I want to penetrate and get to the rack. Boom, to the rack, lay up, up, lay up in. It was 14 to 3 in the second, 26 15, and it didn't get better from there. Lake Fenton is just a fundamentally sound team, has a little bit of size, and loves to run up and down. Cole Sisk ended with 21 points. Ella Prevost, who came off the bench, had 13, and Lake Fenton trounced Emily City 57 37 in what was a eye opening performance for me. Yeah, well, again, I, I've seen. Lake Fenton with a lot of these girls because the 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 year that COVID happened mm-hmm. and they stopped the season, I had just seen them beat a really good Marine City team and it was surgical. Yes, and then I saw them at SC four around Christmas time, and what they did to St. Clair was disgusting. They knocked down eleven threes. They went <laughs> inside. The they, they hit went two threes outside. in this game. Yeah. They only hit two threes. But uh, I mean, they, they again, their best player who scored twenty one points in this game against a good MLA City team wasn't there, and they scored eighty one points. Yes. Um. Yeah. The they they're ridiculously good. Um. But are they? infallible like are they well they've lost three games this year they lost to fenton in, or flushing excuse me which i believe was an upset even though they flushing i think was 18 and four going into last night they lost to ipsy arbor prep and lance cruz north but clearly mary's was going to have to up their game from what they did against yes. cranbrook well again we'll get into it because There is a narrow path to victory, but I think there's one. But when you pull off an upset march, you need a little bit of luck. All right. Um, I was over in Reese last night. I'll start with the second game because that was the game we were there for, and that was Sandusky and Cass City. 
Um, and this is my first time seeing uh, Sandusky this year. Um, they end up winning the game 30-29. to 29. They really won the game in the third quarter. In the third quarter, they came out down 16-13 at the half. And in the third quarter, they outscored um, Cass City 12-2 and kind of took over the game. And you went into the fourth quarter going, all right, Sandusky's got this under control. They're up seven. They're not going to, to you know, like they figured it out and they're not going to blow a seven-point lead. Uh, and uh, and Cass City, I, I give them a lot of credit because I, I really felt that they were the second-best team on the court, but they don't quit. And similar to your situation with Cranbrook, they got a big girl. She is kind of awkward. Like when she dribbles the basketball, it's just from her hand to the floor. It's got a long ways to go. Hmm. And so sometimes she dribbles it off her knee or off her foot or off her shin, and she looks kind of gangly and like she doesn't know what she's doing. And then other times they get her the ball on the run, on the fast break, or they, they post her up and she makes a move and you think you're watching a female version of Kareem. You know, <laughs> it's like she finished with 10 points and most of it came in the fourth quarter of the game. They had 11 in the fourth and I think she had eight points in the, the fourth uh, quarter. Uh, and they also had a, a good little uh, player by the name of uh, Sailor Cuthrell, who I knew about not as a basketball player, but as a catcher. Because I saw her last year in a doubleheader at Croslex, and she's a really good athlete. Smallish, but really good. And she stepped up and knocked down a huge three towards the end of the game. And you're like, how in the world is this a one-point game? What is going on here? But Sandusky got it done. Emmy Bender, second half, took over. Sandusky reminds me of PH so much. The way they play, it was mucky and gritty, and it's defense first. And when they get the ball on offense, very patient. Right. They're in no hurry to score. If they're not getting exactly what they want, they'll bring it back out and they'll try again. Or they'll change the play. They might try three they might try the same play three times until they get it and, and can get the very patient. Almost annoyingly patient. <laughs> um, but but I mean now I know how Aldemont wins. It's it's like, okay, you're not gonna give us what we want. We'll try again. Okay, you're not going to give us one. Well, we'll try again. Right. Okay, we're not going to uh, – so we'll try something different. And it, and it's like there's no panic. There's no, oh, if we don't get a shot up uh, in a half an hour, people are going to boo us. It's like if we don't get a shot up in a half an hour, we'll take 45 minutes to get a shot up. <laughs> it, it's just two nothing still a win. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, again, um, Emmy Bender finished with 11. Uh, Abby Trubkowski – Kept a minute early, like they were down four nothing. She knocked down a three to make it four to three. We're halfway into the first quarter; they haven't scored yet. I'm mm-hmm. Thinking Sandusky twenty two and all, right? Right. And they beaten Cass City already once this year, right? Mm-hmm. But you know we're four minutes in and it's four nothing Cass City, and no problem. Trubkowski knocks down, and again it was one of those things. They held the ball for like forty five seconds, and oh, she's open here in the corner. Take the shot. They pass up a lot of open threes too. Like, they don't just jack willy-nilly. Uh, they only take threes, I think, if they think they need to take one. 
Um, and then again, they, they fall behind six to three. She gets open at the top, knocks down a three. Now it's six to six. All of a sudden, they're up eight to six at the end of the first quarter. Down 16 13 at the half, up 25 18 after three. Ended up winning 30 to 29. Just a real grinded out uh, game. Uh, they really shortened the bench in this one, too, because a lot of the Sandusky, when we get stats, a lot of people play, a lot of people score. Both these teams um, really played a short uh, bench. Cass City basically played five players. They, they, they had three kids each come in for like a minute in the game, and, and that was about it. They basically kept their starters on the floor for the whole game, and Sandusky played a, a, a few more kids, but they basically – Cassidy's playing their starters. Sandusky basically kept their starters in. Um, it was a real. It was kind of a chess match at times, and I'm not going to say it was a boring game because at the end, like Cassidy had a chance. Cassidy to, had a chance to take had, the lead. They had a couple of chances really to win that game. They could have played for the last shot of the game, and they turned the ball over, um, and then the game actually ended on an Emmy Bender missing the front end of a one and one, and before anybody could track the ball down, the clock ran out. Um, basically. Now, the game I saw before that was very different. Yes, because Sandusky moves on to a regional final. And uh, so they had 59 total points in that game. The second half of the Reese-St. Charles game had 65 points in it. Second half. Yeah, that's going to be a clash of styles Thursday night. Yeah, it was run and gun. I think the way I described it to you when we were talking on the phone, because we both had a long ride home last night, uh, I'm like, it was like watching an 80s Lakers game. Like, it was showtime. They they jumped the ball up, and the two teams started running end-to-end, trying to outscore each other. Um, And in the first half, it was going St. Charles' way. They were up 21-11 to at the end of the first, uh, and a girl by the name of Emily Zelenko had 12 points in the first quarter. Um, She ended up knocking down five threes in the game, but she had a weird game. 12 in the first, nothing in the second. Nine in the third, nothing in the fourth. She scored 21 points in a game where she got shut out in two quarters. That's an odd way to get there. Uh, it, it was really, really weird. Uh, and Reese started picking up the pace in the second half. Um, they've got a couple of girls. First, St. Charles got 21 from Zelenko. They got 17 from a girl named Bailey uh, Stimmick. Really good uh, player. Uh, and Laura Harger was their other good player who scored uh, nine. Um, and for Reese, they basically only played six girls in the game. Um, but Josie Johnson is really good. <laughs> Josie Johnson for Reese is really good. Shoots threes, drives to the basket, gets inside, has kind of a post game, makes free throws, rebounds, plays tenacious defense, dives for loose basketballs. Like she's a player you want on your team, right? Like, uh, and 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 you could tell. She's a leader. You know, the, the coach doesn't always have to talk in the huddle. If she says something, the other girls are all looking up going, well, what's Josie saying? Yeah. Uh, we need to listen or she's going to kill us. Um, 23 points for Josie Johnson. Uh, Aiden uh, Dolak is their other uh, player. 16 points she had in the game. 
similar to Josie, but maybe a little locale version, like not as good as Shooter, but give her another year and it's probably her team. Uh, and, and again, and the other kids just, you know, the, the other three starters, 9.7.6 points. Like they all do their, their jobs, but Reese is get up and go. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see, and we'll talk about it more uh, in the, the next segment. I'm really interested to see this game on Thursday night because you've got get up and go against we're going to lay down some quicksand here and slow the game down. Uh, yeah. Th- those are the two philosophies, and it'll be interesting to see uh, which wins out in the battle of uh, wills on Thursday night. Uh, but Emmy Bender with 11 and Abby Trubkowski with 10 and Sandusky advances with a 30-29 to win, and they'll play Reese, who beat St. Charles 61-55 in a track meet. Clarkston Everest beat Cardinal Mooney 48-23, to and Genesee Christian beat Ubley 36-29, to so both of the area teams got knocked out uh, of that uh, regional because they were both at the same place. Yep. That was at Waterford, Our Lady so of the Lake. Three, uh, two girls' teams left, and, well, plenty of boys' teams left, and we have some fun matchups tonight. Yeah, the, the boys are going to take a little longer because we only really have the two girls' games to talk about, but we'll get into all of that uh, in our uh, final segment in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, you're back. There's just two girls games. You want to hit that first? Yeah, let's go. Let's go through that. Uh, while, while it's still fresh on our minds. So you got Marysville, Lake Fenton. What, what is the key here for Marysville to try to stop Lake Fenton and get a win here? Okay, so again, I said there's a narrow path to victory for Marysville in this game against Lake Fenton because they can hit the three. They didn't shoot great against Emily City, but you saw them hit 11 threes. Their best bet is to get back in their 1-2-2 zone really pack the paint and come out and contest threes because if they don't Cola Sisk will do what she did against MLA City if you try to go man to man she can beat just about anyone off the dribble and here's the thing even if you have let's say okay Marysville puts their best two defenders and they say we're taking away Cola Sisk and we're taking away Houtshell well Savannah Fellenbaum and Ella Prevost can both go to work and get to the rack. Like yeah. they have enough weapons that can uh, get in the paint, do things that are necessary to score that you can't just put your best defender or your best two defenders on them and say, "All right, we're going to play essentially 3 on 3. You can't face guard. You can't give them a Jameson treatment." Because that's what they do. And the other thing is, you can't let them get out and run. MLA City did a decent job at it in the first quarter. When someone took a shot, there was one person going for an offensive rebound and four girls sprinting back on defense. Yeah. That, that's the, the, the other thing that I want to ask you about. 
because Marysville likes to pressure. Nope. You almost nope. can't do nope. that because Lake nope. Fenton nope. has nope. the ball nope. handlers. We'll talk about this with the, 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 the Marine City-Richmond game. Um, similar thing. Pressing is good. It's like, okay, when you get a good football team, when you have a team that runs the spread and runs the hurry up, that's great until you play someone who does it better than you. Like, remember last season, 2021, East Point, or 2020, East Point was up and down, putting up huge numbers on teams. And then they played King, and King beat them by about 50 points because they did exactly what they did better than them. Marysville, if they want to try and pressure, I think it's going to be a long night because MLA City was throwing the book at them, pressuring them, and they didn't break a sweat. And MLA City, think about all the, the class that just left MLA City. Anna, Anna Langeman, Mary Langeman, Jaya Forty, all are graduating and done. Those are three. This is maybe the most accomplished girls basketball class or one of them in the school's history. I think they were the first one to ever win a regional title. And you've seen them blitzkrieg teams. Yep. Absolutely blitzkrieg them. And Lake Fenton was just calm, cool, collected, like we play against ourselves every day in practice. We know how to handle the pressure. So Marysville has to sit back. They have to pick their spots. And the other thing they have to do, and again, it's a cliche, and I've said it for a couple games this postseason, but it's true. You're going to have to hit threes. If Marysville's competitive in this game, maybe five or six threes minimum depending on how well the defense goes because there's going to be a time when Lake Fenton gets out and is going on a mini run. Going to have to have someone hitting a shot to stop it and can't turn it over. Again, cliche is all get out. But how do you get on the fast break the easiest way? You poke the ball away, and they will be right up on your hip pocket trying to poke that ball out. Again, I don't want to sound like generic coach speak, but you have to shoot the three well. You can't let them get offensive rebounds. Cause that's the other thing. Cola Sisk, uh, Howdshell, Fellenbaum, they're not small girls. They can rise up and, and get rebounds. The, they dominated Emily City on, on, on the glass, and Emily City has more size than Mary's. Yeah, I was going to say Emily City has a couple of girls who they're have They're not some huge, length. but they, they can jump, and they're not short by any means. It's going to be a tall task for Marysville. Is it impossible? Of course not. This Marysville team and this group of girls seemingly does everyone they've played has been a faceless opponent. Going back last year's basketball, softball last year, this year's team. They just go out and say, all right, we're playing basketball. We've done it since we're in third grade. But Lake Fenton is going to be a really tough task. You're going to have to get a little luck. Hope they don't shoot the three that well because – if you sit in the zone and they start hitting the threes, it's it might be curtains on a on a, what is a really good Marysville season. Gonna be tough, but it is possible. I just if they come out and try to press, if it works, hey, more power to them. I will gladly eat my crow because I would love to see the Vikings make a quarterfinal. Just don't know if it's gonna happen that way. Yeah, uh, very interested. Uh, I'm intrigued for tomorrow night in Reese. Two teams that my scouting report is I've seen them both play once, and they played completely different styles. Reese was run and gun, up and down the floor, fast break, let's let one speed, quick. 
Um, and they weren't worried about make like fearless too, because they're not worried about making mistakes. They know playing at that pace, sometimes they're going to throw the ball away. Sometimes, you know, things are going to happen. They didn't worry about it. It's just, we'll get it next time. We'll do it right next time. Uh, and they just keep attacking. And like I say, they, they've got two girls that can play at that speed the whole game long and that they excel at it. Um, and Sandusky last night, it was just, Shut it down. Patience, patience, patience. Defense, rebound, and we'll score just enough to win. Uh, and, and that's how they played. And I'm interested to see if that's how they play against Reese or because I have the feeling Sandusky has the kids that if they wanted to trade baskets, they could. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that's the way Altamont wants them to play. Um, but also, how much can you sit back and like i say while you're out there making 47 passes before you shoot reese is going to be up in your face uh and making it uh tough for you so this is a really interesting matchup i just you know it's hard for me to go against a team that's 23 and well here's the thing sandusky can run yes they've mucked it up recently but they've had games they put up 73 in a contest 65 against Brown City, 60 against Memphis, high 50s against K-Pack and Ubley, 62 against Memphis the second time around. So, yeah, in the postseason, they have played slower, more methodical basketball. This is a team that, for a while, was routinely scoring in the high 50s, low 60s. So yeah, but you have... wondered, were they taking advantage of, you know, weaker teams? And, and like, it just seems to me like Reese will want to go. And are you playing into their hand? And it's in their gym. Are you playing into their hands if if you try to trade baskets with them, um, or do you do you try to slow this game down? Do you do you try to frustrate Reese and frustrate their fans? Because the whole the whole town's going to be there. Yes. Uh, and it's a little gym, and it'll be packed to the rafters. They'll probably have people hanging off the lights to get in and see the game. Um, I, I just, it's, to me, it's a real interesting matchup and I really want to see how this goes and nothing will surprise me if the game ends 30 to 29, that won't surprise me. And if the game ends 82 to 80, that won't surprise me either way. You're going to have a fun one. I think, yeah, I think so. All right. A lot of boys. By the way, before you get to that, Sandusky needs to win to give you your dream quarterfinal. One half of it, Sandusky, oh, yeah. Bishop Foley. Yeah, it's that, that's a possibility. That would be at West Bloomfield. Um, and, yeah, Foley's got to beat, I think it's, I wrote it down, I think it's Genesee they got to beat. Yes, it is because, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Genesee Christian. Yeah, um, so that's, uh, th- that's yeah, that's something that, that could happen. And then you know who I'm openly and loudly rooting for in that one. Can't believe Go it. get them, Redskins. Oh, All right, yeah. um, let's start uh, with uh, my games tonight. Uh, I'll be at Lance Cruz North. The first game, the 5:30 game, is Dakota against Anchor Bay. The Tars have uh, not won a game this year. I love Dylan Gyra, but uh, this D- Dakota team is is really good, and I. I about the only thing that could happen bad for them is that they're just so looking past this game to the Even final then. that, you know, because I mean, you can't hope for the bus to break down because they only have to walk two miles. 
It's <laughs> it's a one-win Anchor Bay team. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It would be the biggest upset maybe you've ever seen in your career if Anchor Bay wins. Yeah. Like, I just don't. I Dakota's going to take care of business. Northern Lance Cruz North. Again, Northern has. Another rematch of an opening game. Yeah. Uh, and, like, if you look at teams' records, Northern's right there with everybody. In fact, they, they might even, by, like, one game, they might even have the best record. in, in But I, I have to think at home, Lance Cruz North, the favorite here. The Huskies can win this game, though. Brady. Oh, yes, they can. I, I, I mean, they've got the wild card in Tyler Jamison, but it's the secondary guys. The secondary guys have to give them something tonight. Maher, uh, Collins, Malachi Mitchell, those guys, uh, and I'm missing somebody else. The, the DeLong? DeLong. Thank you, Evan DeLong. Nobody can come up zeros tonight. Guys have to contribute. You got to give give your team something tonight points. to help out with what Tyler's because you know they're going to focus on Tyler. Yes, and they've got athletes, so you know Tyler will get his, but it won't come easy. Well, and again, what opens him up more? Oh, Luke Maher hits a couple threes. Guess what? Now whoever's on him can't cheat to the paint to help out when Jamison's driving. Oh, DeLong's got a few points. Malachi Mitchell hits a three. Oh, now all of a sudden you can't quadruple team Jamison because other people are beating you again. Said this in a, a few previous episodes. Maher doesn't have to score 20. Mitchell doesn't have to go 15 and 15. If Maher gives you 10, DeLong and Mitchell give you six or seven apiece, that goes a long way compared to if you get four, two, and two from them. And I'm going to tell you what, not so much with scoring, but Kanye Cole has got to give them energy, rebounding. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Again, scoring-wise, I don't think he can match Cosell, but Cosell is that kind of a player Kanye's got to be that kind of a player. Mm-hmm. He's got to be flying to get rebounds, um, playing hard, um, and, and and giving you second chances. Like, get the, on offensive board and give your offense a second chance to score. They're going to need all of that uh, in the game tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a really physical game for them. Again, the first time they played Lonsko's North won 49-25. Now, do I think Portia Northern is a completely different team than they were on December 7th? Absolutely I do. Question is, Lonsko's North isn't the same team. How much better have they gotten? You have to play them on in enemy territory. Yeah. It's it's weird. You're talking about a team that went 10-0, and won their league 15-5 and on the year, and we're talking like they have this huge hill to climb because they do. And I think everyone um, up at Northern knows that. They know that Lons Cruz North is a really talented team, and even if they get through them, they're going to have Dakota on the horizon. But yeah, You can't think no, about that no, tonight. But you, tonight is like you got to focus on this is a one-game showdown, and let's focus only treat this like it's the the final and then if you get to the final you can treat that like it's the final <laughs> right you know uh but but that's how you kind of got to look at it you know how we say not all district championships are created equal yeah. yeah case in point case in case in point here um and this will not be a 
40-something to 25. This will no. be a high-scoring game. Yes. I, I think, and I'll probably be wrong, but I think the winning team will have to get 60 points. Yes, and, and that brings up another good point. When Northern is doing well, it's because their defense is playing really well. And that's something that doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet for everyone. But when they were cooking in the MAC Blue, they were giving up 43 points, 54 points, 35 points, 41 points to Lakeshore. If they can play the way they play against Lakeshore, they'll have a real chance to win. Um, but that's a big ask for them. Right. I really hope that come 9 o'clock you're texting me saying, hey, Northern got it done, and saying how many other players did amazing things. Yeah, th th this is my thing. Uh, I want to send you a text that said, hey, Tyler scored 41, but Luke Maher knocked down a three at the buzzer, right. and the Huskies won, right. and, and he finished with 14 points. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So uh, you get two rematch games tonight in St. Clair, Armada St. Clair, Marine City, Richmond. Which one do you want me to start with? What's the first one? Well, Armada, uh, Armada St. St. Clair, the 5 o'clock game. So. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one because Armada won the first game in Armada. That was the opener of the season. They, uh, it was kind of a sloppier game. St. Clair had a chance to tie it at the buzzer, miss the three, and... St. Clair is the most improved team from game one to game 21, maybe. Um, you, could, you could make that argument, yeah. They, I feel like St. Clair has found their groove just playing mucky basketball, slowing the game down. Because, again, look at their last six games. Southlake gave up 30. Fitz gave up 32. East Point gave up 32. Lance Cruz gave up 30. The one game they lost, Warren Cousineau gave up 73. Had given up, what, 37 at the half? Yeah. New Haven, they won. They gave up 41 points. Sterling Heights, 19 points given up. Armada, what did they do on Monday? Struggled to score. And St. Clair, what's their... their Pride, it's not giving up a lot of points. In fact, I can count on one hand how many times they've given up 50 points this season. It's, it's, yeah, it's a pretty solid Saints defense. For Armada, I'm assuming Sneezak's going to play. I'm assuming Newcaster is going to be let off the leash a little bit. They were waiting for this situation. Those guys got to show up. You have to have a few guys hit a three. Camden Coons got to hit a three. Um, if Riley Andrews can put one or two in there, they have to get that peripheral scoring and answer. Because I think the battle in the paint will be fairly even. I'd give a slight edge to St. Clair. Um, I like Pennowell and Richardson, but the Chapmans are kind of a mirror image of what they yeah. are. They and, and rotate when, in and out. And Sneezak can go into the post and be right, a problem. Right. So I don't know if they're going to – I'm assuming they're going to put – lore on Sneezak and match those kind of best player versus best player. And then the posts are going to be Pennewell and Chapman or Richardson and Chapman. So it's going to come down to the that secondary scoring between the two. I, it's funny. Armada won the first time, and I think they're the underdog in the rematch at St. Clair. Which, by the way, 5 o'clock start, 
St. Clair's district's going five and seven thirty, partially because they have a smaller gym and it's easier logistics wise. I love that. I love having a break in between the games. Rather than buzzer sounds, all right, 15 minutes on the clock, next game warming up. <laughs> so I prefer that. That's the first time I've ever seen it like that. But because it gives you the second game gives the team time to go and shoot around, get get ready for it. And for well, me, it allows me to finish up my broadcast, yeah. get ready for the second one, instead of like on the fly setting up the new one and hitting it and getting ready to go and they're already four minutes into warm-ups. Well, what, like, what I liked at Reese last night is they did 20 minutes between games instead of 15. Mm. Um, what I didn't like is they did a 15-minute half instead of the 10. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so I'm not sure if that was just the person on the clock. Didn't know what they were supposed right, to do just and had nobody a, caught it. But just I was just thinking about football or something. Yeah, or, I don't know. Uh, Richmond Marine City is your second game tonight. This is also a rematch. Yes, Marine City is obviously a much different team than the first time Richmond saw them. Um, that being said, Marine City, they, sometimes they like to get out and run. They did with Marysville. I think, personally, I think that would be a mistake tonight to try to – Run your horses against Richmond because that's where Richmond thrives. Dennis, you saw them against Armada a week ago. Going up and down between Stevens, Haskins, Thompson, Mays, running up and down the floor. It When they get a fast break going, it seems like they're getting to the hoop every time. This is what I've noticed about Richmond. Um, I've, I've seen them at least four times now. They, what you have to do if you're Marine City is you have to avoid Richmond getting off on the first quarter. Like, they have big first quarters. Like, they start the game fast. Uh, I think every time I've seen them, they've had a 20-point first quarter. That's what you have to stop. They get out in front, and they build up these big leads, and then you're chasing them for the rest of the game because they will have spots in the game where like it like it goes away for them for a few minutes and they don't make any shots or they turn the ball over or or they foul a lot but they get off to fast starts they get flying and you look up at the clock you're calling timeout three minutes into the game and you're down 14 to two well, look at the cross Lex game. They were up 14-9 to nine at the end of one and forced Lance to use two timeouts in that one. Yeah, they like to get out and, and sprint out of the gate. Now, how do you slow that down? I know when you saw them against Armay, they did a better job of that. You got to get them in the half court. Got to get them in the half court and make them run through some sets and, and yeah. slow Armay's the game problem down. was is that they figured it out in the second half right. when it was too little too late because the first half, Richmond ran them out of the gym. Now, here's one thing that I think can play in Mary, or Marine City's favor. If they get officials that let them play a little, Marine City likes to get up in your face. They like to throw their weight around because they are a big, strong team. They're not big height-wise. They're big, like, girth-wise, wide shoulders. If they let them, you know, Get away with a little hand checking in the post, you know, pushing them outside the paint. I think that's where it can benefit Marine City. But Richmond's going to be the favorite basically until the buzzer sounds and Marine City pulled off the upset because yeah. they can if Crutchmar can hit threes if Walker's getting to the paint. But Marine City's going to win this game on the defensive end. If they want to try and win it 65-63, to 63, 
I think they're going to have trouble. The lower scoring it is for Marine City, the better for Richmond. They want to get out and run. If Marine City lets them, I think they can run it, run into a district final. Okay. Croslex-Yale is the first game in Emily City tonight. Croslex was just at Yale last week, beat them by 30. Yeah. Um, you Pull out upset cliche. Shoot unbelievably well. Hope the other team doesn't shoot well because the two games you mentioned, 69-39 against Yale the first time, 64-45. And I think Yale was up in the second quarter in the in that first game. Yeah, like again, Yale is one of those teams where if you catch them on the right night, they're dangerous. But just again, nobody's beating Crosslex, and nobody's really coming close to it. At least not the BWAC teams outside of the one Richmond game. Yeah, uh, and and they're not there, so they don't have to worry about that. Right. They're they're playing a bunch of teams that they have handled this year. Uh, Emily City Elmont is the other game, and we talked about it a little earlier. These are two schools that do not like each other, and this will be a fun atmosphere. Yes, it will be. And um, while I think Emily City has a better chance than Elmont to potentially spoil the district, I wouldn't be shocked if Elmont threw a monkey wrench in this. And you come back tonight and go, oh. Elmont won 57-54, and, and Campbell went off for 20, or Walton had 11. Like, they have some they have some players and have played a few battles with M.L.A. City. The two games against Elmont, the first one 48-38, M.L.A. City won. Second one 37-36 in M.L.A. City. It's not as if the Spartans have been head and shoulders better than Elmont the entire season. All right, uh, just um, we'll, we'll go through the rest of these uh, a little bit uh, quicker. Um, Memphis punches a ticket to the finals because Mount Clemens had to forfeit the game. Um, the Mount Clemens boys forfeit a district game tonight. Last night the girls forfeited their regional game. Something going on at Mount Clemens. Don't know what it is. Uh, the other game there is New Haven and Landmark, and obviously New Haven is a heavy favorite in that one. They're the heavy favorite in the district uh, as it is. Um Laker and Cass City and Harbor Beach and Bad Axe. Harbor Beach, nice. That's a hell of a district. Yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a nice. Lord. That's a nice basketball uh, team at Beach that was put into a district of death. <laughs> I'm jealous of whoever gets to cover that district. You're going to have three really good basketball games the next few nights. Yeah, so um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the smoke clears there. Brown City's got Millington tonight in the early game, and Marlette plays Kingston in the late game. Uh, uh, you'd love to have a Brown City-Marlette final there just because of the rivalry, um, but it is at Kingston. The Kingston boys, not as ballyhooed as the Kingston girls, but I, I, I would imagine it'll be a tough game for Marlette. Uh, and again, Millington is the wild card. They beat Sandusky by a point in overtime on Monday. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there again. We're hoping and maybe a slight edge to Brown City in that district. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I, I think, well, I mean, Colin Miller. So they have two of the three best players. Yeah, and, well, we don't know exactly what Millington and Kingston have, but. Um, All right, the, the, a game that Brady has been waiting for all season long. In fact, he's like, do I have to go to St. Clair? 
I want to go see New Haven Merritt and Math and Science play to see who's going to play Mooney in the finals. By the way, Mooney's playing Parkway tonight, and what Parkway's won one game. <sighs> no. <laughs> That's my response to that is no. You've seen Merritt? They got a couple of guys. They had a couple of guys that also blew a 20-point lead in the fourth quarter to pass. He's only 18. Eight. Oh, sorry. Oh, merit to the <laughs> to the quarterfinals then. Speaking of Peck, they play Mayville tonight, uh, and the other game in that district is Dryden against Genesee Christian, and then uh, the only other district, Deckerville plays uh, North Huron tonight. That will be a war. The other side of the bracket, Ubley's got Caseville. That game will be over in warm-ups. <laughs> Sorry. You are feisty. I don't, I don't think we have any listeners in Caseville. I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. They're I, one in sixteen. Or I reside up there 12. for three days every summer. Yeah, and you're I'm, drunk I, and you I, don't know anybody up there. Don't I, remember I, I, if you do. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Caseville is one in twelve, and Ubley, what won the GTC East yeah. or tied for the GTC East? They did something for the GTC East. They were really good this year. And that Deckerville-North Huron uh, game will be a war. All right. Um, remind everyone where we are one last time before you send us home the next two days. All right. Boys basketball tonight. I'm at Lance Cruz uh, North. It's uh, Anchor Bay, Dakota, followed by Northern Lance Cruz North. You're going to St. Clair. You've got um, Armada St. Clair and Marine City Richmond. And then we the ladies tomorrow night are the uh, regional finals. You'll be at Ortonville, Brandon, for Marysville, Lake Fenton. I'll be in Reese for Sandusky and Reese. All right. Should be a lot of fun. And then, ooh, district finals Friday. District finals That's Friday. Gonna... We know you'll be at the St. Clair district final because yes. that'll be two local teams. I'll be at Lance Cruz North Friday if Northern wins. If they don't, we'll go to do the Emily City final. Yep. So right. hopefully we have another uh, – Fun few days of basketball. See, I, I, I love and I hate districts because districts is jam-packed with really fun basketball. And Monday, you're all excited. You're like, look at all the possibilities. And then you get to like Thursday, and you're like, we have three teams left. <laughs> like, it goes away so quickly. Yeah, it, 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 it goes fast. And I'll uh, tell you what, though, as a player, that week of districts and the before, it feels like it takes a month. It really does. Right. Yeah, like you get done with your last game, especially if, let's say, your last regular season game was the last Tuesday and you have, don't play till the next Wednesday. That week, you're talking about the same team. You're preparing. You're doing things just a little different. You have the JV call-ups. You have practices on Saturday and Sunday. It's really the only thing you're thinking about for a whole week after you've been going, all right, you just got done with this game. Tomorrow we have practice. The next day we're here, and bang, boom, boom, boom. And now you have to sit down for a whole week. Yeah, it takes a while as a player. Yeah, well, we'll have an interesting Friday because we'll have a lot to talk about about what happened. But what's left for us might be a little thin. Yes, and who knows? I, I just have a feeling there's going to be some weird upset somewhere tonight. Oh, I hope it's at one of my games. <laughs> I do, too. Oh, man. and I, 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 I will follow Anchor Bay for the rest of the playoffs if they knock off Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> All right, send it home, Dennis.
From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.